When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Ari, here. This is Christina Williams. It's Dawn Staley. I'm Miles Ehrlich. It's your girl, Jasmine Baker, here. And you're listening to About That. About That. About That. About That. So you know you got to stay locked into About That with your boy, B. Terrell. Deuces. What's good, everybody? This is your boy, B. Terrell, and I'm so excited to be back. Happy Friday to you all, and you are listening to another episode of About That. Whew, it's been a whirlwind two weeks. <laughs> um, I'm exhausted. Um, let me go and sip a little bit of this good coffee. Um, did anybody like Bailey's in their coffee? I like saying coffee. It makes me feel like I'm from New York. You know, I was just in New York for a few days. So I want to say like coffee and like chocolate and mother, mother. Yeah, all of that good stuff. But no, for real, Um, I'm excited to be back. Um, The WNBA draft was amazing. Uh, The players looked amazing. Um... Some dreams, the, the start of some dreams began, and so best wishes to them all. It was great to see everybody there, especially so such a short turnaround from the completion of the college season, and everyone was able to get there and do their thing. They looked great, you know, hear their names be called, whether they were in attendance or not, watching from home, wherever. It was a, it was a great atmosphere. And I love New York in general, so getting a chance to go there and cover that event, my first, actually, my yeah, that was my first draft, in-person draft that I've been able to cover, so it was a dope experience, and so I'm grateful uh, that I was able to be there for that, and um, yeah, the draft was interesting, I'll say. <laughs> I, I, I read a lot of comments, I got a lot of emails, um, a lot of DMs about the draft, you know, the picks um, in regards to, you know, where certain players went. Who went too high? Who went too low? Who wasn't called at all? And that happens every year, every draft. But I think this season was definitely one where there was some glaring, like, WTF moments. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. Um, I think uh, just to recap the first round of the draft, really, and we're going to get into it. This is a draft recap show and also talking about the start of training camp. I'll do that after our break, after I take a break. And um, yeah, it's the draft. I think one, two and three went as expected uh, for the most part. Atlanta, you know, they traded for the number one pick from Washington. And they moved, uh, the Mystics moved down. They got the third pick. So it was Ryan, Alyssa, Shakira. Boom. I think everybody kind of felt like those three were the top three. Maybe just not exactly sure in which order players would have been taken. But uh, yeah, so Ryan, Alyssa, and Shakira 
went uh, one, two, and three, respectively. And then four, you had Emily Engsler from Louisville, who went uh, to the Fever at four. Nyara Sabali uh, was a surprise to some. Um, I'm going to get to that a little later, but she went fifth to New York. Lexi Hall was definitely a big surprise. Uh, she went sixth to the Fever. Veronica Burton, uh, seventh to Dallas. Maya Hollingshed from Colorado went eighth to the Aces. Ray Burrell went nine to the Ram to the Sparks. Why am I saying the Rams? This is the WNBA, not the NFL. Uh, Queen Egbo, uh, she went tenth to the Fever. Kirsten Bell went eleventh to the Aces, and Nia Cloudon went number twelve to the Connecticut Sun. So that's the first round. Now, I know a lot of you might be like, wait, those were some names that I was not expecting. As I've mentioned, every year there's always going to be someone who's probably invited. Um, and being invited to the draft doesn't always guarantee you, um, doesn't always mean that you'll be a first-round pick. It's you. They usually kind of get like a good feel of who could potentially be first-round picks. Or, you know, early picks or, you know, at least probably going before the end of the second round or something like that. And for the most part, they got it right. There were a few names, though, that, uh, that you know, dropped to the second round. And so, yeah, getting into probably some of the biggest surprises of the draft was Nas Hillman and Destiny Henderson, Elisa Kunane, they dropped to the second round, um, you know, uh, uh, f- for for the first pick of the second round. Kayla Pointer went to the Aces. Kristen Williams went to the Mystics at um, the second pick. Nas Hillman ended up going to Atlanta. Kiana Smith ended up going to L.A. Uh, Seattle went back-to-back. They selected Elisa Kinane and Lorella Kubai. Uh, Olivia Nelson Adota went to the Sparks, and then you had Destiny Henderson, who had a phenomenal performance in the national championship game. Uh, she's a national champion, an amazing point guard, athletic. She's quick. She can score. She went eighth overall in the second round. Eighth in the second round, I think twenty overall to the Indiana Fever. Ivina Westbrook went to Seattle Storm. Kayla Jones to the Lynx. Aisha Shepard to the Aces. Jordan Lewis to Connecticut, and. To go into round three, we had Amisha Williams Holiday to Indiana Fever, Maya Dotson to Phoenix, Amy Atwell to the Sparks, Hannah Shervin to Minnesota Lynx, Sika Kone, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, to the Liberty, Jasmine Dickey to the Wings, Jazz Bond to the Wings, Macy Williams to Phoenix, Jada Melbourne to Seattle, and Ali Patberg to Indiana, Faustina Fool to the Aces, and Kiara Smith, Kiki Smith, to the Connecticut Sun. So as I mentioned, I'm going to talk about some of the shocks. So... You had Player of the Year candidates in um, Ryan, Nas, Nalissa. Uh, most people thought that uh, Nas was going to go first round as well. Elisa uh, go first round. Most people thought Henny was going to go first round. And just because you make it, um, as we know, in the WNBA, nothing's guaranteed. You have to go and basically claim your spot, fight for your spot, no matter where you're drafted. First round, lottery, because we've seen in the past lottery picks, meaning the top four picks, they don't always make it either. We've seen some lottery picks be cut uh, from their team. First round picks be cut, second round. And if you know anything about the WNBA and the CBA, the second round picks sometimes can be more attractive, especially dealing in the financial crunches or when it comes to the financial crunches, because first round picks, they're 
their their salaries would be higher than those that are drafted in the second and third rounds or even undrafted. So imagine a team needing, and I, I'm just going to give random numbers. Imagine a team needing a player that's around 50,000, but someone that they drafted in the first round is getting 70,000. That person that's making the 50,000 will be more attractive because, yo, you fit what it is that I can afford right now. So I hate to do this to the first rounder. If they don't make any of the moves, they're going to sign. They, they they may keep that that second round, third round undrafted player, whatever the minimum contract is that they're able to provide and can afford. So, um, yeah, that's a conversation for another day when it comes to the CBA and salary and things like that. But. Uh, sometimes it is a little bit more of an edge or a little bit more of attractive contract when dealing with second and third rounders and undrafted players. But um, a lot of these players um, are gone to situations that they may be able to contribute right away. Shouts out to Ryan and Nas. They're going to Atlanta Dream where they're in the process of rebuilding that team, um, starting from the ground up, basically. And so it's going to be exciting to see what they're able to do in Coach Tanisha's uh, first year and into that new system. And uh, Destiny Henderson's going into a fight there in, in Indiana for that point guard spot. Um, they, they're kind of like reshuffling some pieces there as well. Shakira, um, in, in with the mystics, um, most people thought that destiny was going to probably end up in Vegas to back up Chelsea gray. Obviously that didn't happen. So we're going to see exactly, you know what that situation looks like. They, they opted for Kayla pointer instead and Kirsten bell. And, um, and, and, you know, hey, train a camp. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go make a name for yourself. You got to go get that bag. So, you know, best wishes to them. Best wishes to them all. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about training camp after this. The draft was amazing. Oh, the fits were dope. No, wait, before I go, my favorite, my best dress, Destiny Henderson, Shakira Austin, Ray Burrell, um, those were my top three that I can think of right off the bat. Those three were amazing in their draft day fits. So shouts out to them. They really, really, really like, yo, they were swaggy. They, they had, they had it going on. Um, Nas, Nas as well, Nas Hillman, but those top, those top three, Destiny, Shakira and Ray, I felt like, yo, they, they, they were comfortable. They were swaggy. They, you know, you, you had just, you had, it, it was dope. And yeah, so those were um, some of my three uh, favorite looks from the draft experience. It was great to see everyone there mixing and mingling with um, future teammates. Um, you had Ray Burrell there, you know, Neko Gumake was there to cheer her on as she got drafted. Obviously, you know, there'll be Sparks teammates. You had the Liberty. Um, you had Dierica, excuse me, not Dierica. You had uh, Benaja Laney and Didi and Natasha Howard. They were there as uh, Niara Sabali got her name called. Uh, Dierica Hamby was there when Kirsten Bell got her name called. So they were able to go and have that little moment where they embraced and yo, you had some Hall of Famers, former players, current coaches, and, and people who were there in the building. Uh, there was Lisa Leslie. There was Don Staley. 
You had uh, Tangela Smith, who was there. Oh, gosh, Tisha Pinachero was there. So, like, the place was stacked with some some amazing faces in who's around the WNBA community, who um, the former players, those vets, those all-stars, those just all-around amazing people. So, shout-out to them. Shout-out to all the players that, have, that had their name called. And, of course, if you didn't have their name called, there were so many training camp invites and contracts extended after the draft concluded. They also have the chance to go and fight for a spot. So, after I come back from break, and I'm gonna get me another little drink or two, or or just one, not not like a not, not like a, a drinky drink, just a little bit of coffee. After that, I'm gonna um, be back, and we're gonna talk about we're going to talk about the training camp and hear what's next. Peace. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Okay, so we're back, and we're going to uh, go through just a few of the notable happenings in training camp. I think um, first we want to start off with definitely sending uh, prayers to uh, Kristen Williams. It was announced that she um, suffered a knee injury, and she'll be out of out for the entire um, WNBA season. Um, Bernadette Hattar, um, she also injured her knee overseas. She'll be uh, missing the season. Uh, Chelsea Perry um, is not playing for uh, personal reasons. This particular season, uh, Chelsea Gray is... Chelsea's great, Chelsea Gray... Um, from how I read it or from what I read, it was a little ding. So she's just going to miss a few days of practices. I'm not sure exactly yet if she's going to miss like the beginning of the season, but um, like training camp and maybe like the preseason games. And uh, Mercedes Russell, that was announced from the Seattle Storm that she's going to miss time due to an injury. It was stated as uh, she's being treated for a non-basketball related injury and um, that took place April 11th and that she will miss training camp. And according to the Seattle Storm, it said updates on her status will be provided prior to the start of the regular season. And I know there's always this talk surrounding uh, the quick transition from um, college play going and especially if you're on the team that makes a deep run into the tournament and then boom it's such a quick turnaround you have the draft and then basically that same week or that following week 
you are reporting to your respective cities to begin your professional career. And you're going, going, going so hard in practices um, that there may not really be a time to kind of like recover from possibly any other injuries that may have happened earlier in, or during your college career. And I'm not saying that Kristen was injured or anything, but there is a short turnaround. And so there's always this discourse around, you know, whether the season should be started later, uh, what should happen, um, how should these players be, I guess, introduced to the professional strength and speed and whatever the physicality of the professional level, but definitely prayers to them um, during their rookie seasons. Um, I mean, during the, this time of their injuries, especially Kristen, I know she wanted to get out there and start her rookie season with the mystics. I think that she was in a good spot for them and would definitely be able to contribute uh, to them. Her great things for her that at the start of uh, practices already, but unfortunately she suffered an injury and will miss uh, the 2022 WNBA season. Now, um, going into the training camp, um, as I mentioned earlier, I thought that um, there are some players who are going to definitely be able to contribute right away. I really see Nas and uh, Ryan Howard for Atlanta being able to step in and give some really good quality minutes for uh, Tanisha Wright and for what she's trying to do there in Atlanta. Obviously, Ryan is probably, as she's the number one player, she was one of the top players in college basketball for basically since she stepped foot on a college campus. And she's probably the favorite for most people uh, when you look at these preseason awards for Rookie of the Year. But I honestly think that she has some competition this season. Like you look at Shakira Austin. Shakira is going into a situation, especially when looking at, you know, still trying to... Uh, Still trying to get Elena Deladon back to full strength. You have Alicia Clark coming back um, from an injury, getting her back to full strength. And Sh uh, um, Shakira may be tasked with playing some huge minutes. And so I definitely think that because of the pieces she has around her, the winning, and we know that a lot of times winning impacts these awards. Like, if there's a player who, and how I've seen in the past, if there's a player who's scoring 20 points per game, and then there may be one that's scoring 17 points per game, but that 17 points per game team is a uh, player, her team is what? It's 36 games. So, say for instance, they are 20 and 16 versus that one who's averaging at 20 points a game, their, their squad is 10 and 26 it's probably going to uh, lean more so towards the player with the, uh, the the winning results and their team having the winning results. You saw it back in, uh, I think, uh, what, that was 2019 with the conversations surrounding surrounding uh, Nafisa Enrique, who should have been the rookie of the year. So, obviously, the Lynx were winning and the Wings, not so much. But that's all. I said all that to say I do think that um, Shakira will probably be set, be set up to win quicker in terms of her team, the Mystics, because they're still re rebuilding in Atlanta a little bit. Um, Melissa is going into a situation also where I'm not exactly sure what the Fever are going to give just yet. Um, the Fever have, they, Lord, they drafted, let me see, so they have four in the first round. Um, they had picks two, four, six, and 10. So yeah, they had four in the first round 
And then they had about two or three in the second and third round. So they have a lot of new faces in their training camp. Some of those players are fighting for spots. So I'm not sure if Fever going to, you know, they're going to keep half and half. They're going to do a mixture of vets and rookies, six and six. Um, I think they're able to afford um, tw a 12-man roster. And that's another thing. All of these play, all of these teams can't keep 12 players. Some are going to be forced to ride with 11, maybe until the more pro-rated uh, contracts are available as we uh, as the season moves along. But um, the Fever can definitely carry 12 from the last time that I checked their salaries or their, their cap. Um, so... That's going to be an interesting training camp. I know that there's been a lot of talk that Destiny Henderson has a really solid opportunity to make that from the point guard spot, you know, maybe to back up um, whoever they decide to be their starting point guard, whether they run with D-Rob or if they're running with Kelsey Mitchell. And so Destiny can go and compete there for one of the point guard positions. Obviously, Nalissa is going to uh, probably get some early playing time because, you know, hey, you're going to play your number two pick. But we also saw that last year they had a lottery pick and they didn't play their pick as, um, yeah. So we're going to see with the fever. I'll just say that. And so um, Dallas, Lord Dallas got so many guards. Who's going to be their point guard? Are they going to stick with um, – Marike, the Marike experiment, are they going to stick with Mariah Jefferson as their point guard? They drafted Veronica Burton, who is definitely a great two-way player, one of the best defensive players um, already on their roster. And they have a lot of late uh, arrivals from training camp or for training camp because of uh, overseas commitments. So several of these players may actually make the opening day roster get a chance to play in a couple games, and then once those others go through protocol clearances or go through, you know, conditioning or whatever, then there may be some releases there. So who's going to be on the move? Who's going to make the roster? Um, They still have Ty Harris. Obviously, they they drafted um, Jasmine Dickey, Jazz Bond as well. So they have a plethora of bigs there in Dallas. So exactly what's going to go on. Um. Training camp is, is going to be interesting, I'll say. We've already seen some players be waived already, um, some that have been drafted, um, some that were training camp contracts. Um, Kalani Brown, she was a training camp contract with the Aces. She's available after being waived. Um, Bernadette Hattar. Um, as I mentioned earlier, she's, um, there is an injury, so she's going to miss the season. Allie Patberg has been waived by Indiana. Um, who else? Uh, Kiana Hayes, uh, Delisha Washington, Alexis Dye, Connecticut went through and did a mass, I won't say mass waiver because it was three players, but they waived three of the, their players. Katie Benzon after, uh, Katie Benzon, um, she signed a training camp contract with the Mystics. Uh, Michaela Kelly has already been waived from Indiana. Faustina Fool and Deja Winters has been waived from uh, Vegas. Um, so it's 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 a lot of players moving in and out across the training camp. Indiana also has several players that will be late um, because of overseas commitments. I think every season we look at who we look at teams that have players arriving late. And then obviously that are guaranteed spots on the team because they are guaranteed contracts or they're contributing veterans. And then we have some teams that can't really field a training camp. So it's going to be interesting to see, are there going to be some teams that are waiting until waivers are made until cuts are made? And then they're going to go and poach 
some of those players? Like, will Dallas and in, in, in Phoenix, excuse me, not Dallas, will Phoenix wait till two? Vegas or Dallas make some moves or Indiana and go and take and go and take some of those players. Um, there Seattle um, will be making some moves as well. Obviously, um, they all teams have for the most part. I won't say all teams because there are some that only I think around have maybe fifteen in training camp. But then there are some who have like eighteen listed on their roster. That's including the late arrivals. There are some that have like really deep training camp rosters including players who are overseas currently. So they're going to have to be some of those cuts. So we're going to see, I think I'm going to give my, you know what? I'm going to give my, um, my predictions on, on what I think that this, how I think the season will go. So if any of you are familiar, if any of you are familiar, I am a part of the group known as the committee where we bring you basketball without the narratives. See, there's my Mr. Movie phone voice. We bring you basketball without the narratives. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going to give y'all, I, I was giving my rankings, right? Um, This is how I feel like this season is going to go. Atlanta Dream is going to win the WNBA finals this year. It's going to be the Aces versus the Dream. And I love my Aces. And I love the Dream. But I got to do it for Atlanta. Georgia has been holding it down for the country. Almost. Kind of, sort of. But the way that the Dream stood in and helped fight for our nation back in 2020, I think that it is time for them to reap some of the reward for their good fight and their good service to our country and i think what better way than to have the basketball gods rain down and give them favorable position even if we're not a number one seed give them favorable position to make a run through the playoffs and bring finally after three attempts and getting swept each time a WNBA Finals trophy to Atlanta, Georgia. The parade, I already have their route in mind. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be on the float because they're going to get me on that float. I, or I'm going to buy my own float and enter the parade. We're throwing out Waffle House gift cards. We're throwing out Zaxby's chicken sandwiches. Well, not a whole sandwich. We do little nibblers or something. We're giving away peach milkshakes. We're going to have chicken. We're going to have tenders and bites cater the food at the end, right before we get up on the podium, wherever the route is going to be. I believe. <laughs> and I know some of y'all probably say I'm trying to convince myself, but I believe that the Atlanta dream will be hoisting that finals trophy when it's all said and done. So, you know what? That's all I'm going to say right there. I'm going to say tune in to the committee because we're going to release our preseason rankings. We're also going to release our preseason awards. Our preseason awards. I preseason. <laughs> we're going to release our preseason awards and our rankings. And tell us, you know, what you think. How you think we did. And pay special attention when you see how each person voted. Look at mine. The, the dream is winning. Wait. Did I? Did I? We gonna we gonna get to that a little later or the next time, but for sure, um, I think this is gonna be an amazing season. I do think that because once again, going back to the training camp, um, or to the the contracts with these players, I think that we could see some rookies actually make it, or some lower drafted or undrafted rookies make it onto these rosters uh, during um, the final 
um, the final rosters or at least opening date. So we're going to see. And I'm, I'm rooting for all of those people, and it's amazing. So, yeah. Um, that's all from the draft and for the training camp. I do want to say, yo, if you all remember – I think it was maybe earlier this year or late last year there was such a there was such a conversation around promoting players and player wanting to see other players and their agents um get them deals whether it be commercial endorsements um whatever type of sponsorships being more accessible with their connection to the fans and I'm so happy because Jonquel Jones she was in, she's in a new commercial and like it's so dope because if I remember, I think this might be John Quayle's. Um, is this like her first national TV spot or so? I, I think it might be. And she was able to show, you know, a little bit of her personality. She was in the State Farm commercial, and you know, they run them State Farm commercials out. So it was so dope to see her in that commercial. And, you know, if you know anything from the State Farm commercials, uh, or at least from my experience in watching them, it's never a one-hitter-quitter type, one type thing. You you kind of like in a series of those commercials. We see it with Boban. We've seen Chris Paul. We've seen Sabrina. And there's never just one commercial. You're in like one, two, or three of them. So I'm looking forward to see what the next um, ad, uh, ad will be uh, from State Farm featuring John Quill. But that's dope like this national this national deal get a chance to put your face in front of people who may not be familiar with who you are as a player and your accomplishments i mean this is a reigning wnba wnba excuse me mvp so like to have her finally and you know she was a mid-major player from out of college and you know flew under the radar for some you know that obviously we know about the draft day deal that got her to connecticut and it's 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 dope that she's getting, I would say, what she deserves in in regards to getting some more shine. Because for so long, we've seen the same faces consistently thrown at us when it comes to endorsements. I mean, you can just look at the TV and you see what? Same three to four, maybe five WNBA players over and over. Not even just on TV, but on social media and that production and, and, and those that type of publicity. It's the same players over and over. So it's it's a fresher breath there to get a different face in front of you. So shouts out to her. And not only that when it comes to endorsements, also big congratulations to Benajelani and Sammy Wickham as they both recently uh, joined the Three Stripe family. So they're with Adidas now. And so, you know, players always talk about, yo, I've been, you know, buying my own shoes or they get league and team shoes and stuff. And I, I enjoyed the stories of both Benaja and Sammy. Obviously, you know, Sammy a few years, a few seasons ago, maybe about, what, five or six seasons now with the Storm when, if I remember correctly, I can't remember if she was on like a seven-day contract or or like a rest of the season type contract, but that game, her coming out game when Sammy like bursted out for like hella threes, like back to back to back. And everybody was like, yo, Sammy, Sammy. And she had been grinding for so long. And to see her come from that, like she was a reserve player, come from that to like winning the championships with the Storm now and getting the big deal with New York. And then Benajelani, obviously we know, you know, she was cut. Uh, what? Um, she was cut right before uh, the season started back in 2020, and uh, by Indiana she moved around. She she battled injuries and moved around. Cut right before the season started, and then luckily, you know, when the bubble happened, they needed a player. So Atlanta brought her um, for the dream to the bubble, 
became most improved player. And then she turned that into a deal with the Liberty and is probably the leader of that Liberty squad there in New York. And now for her to be like, yo, I got me a shoe deal. I think that these women have put in the work and I'm just so excited to see Adidas acknowledging the work that they've put in and what they've been able to do and what they mean to the game and just their stories. And so if you are familiar with Erica Wheeler, like they had her billboard everywhere. Like you go into an Adidas store, boom, you see Erica Wheeler's picture. You go out to LA, boom, you see um, see the billboard with her and her story, you know, undrafted. She became an all-star MVP. Like, so shouts out to her and she's in Atlanta now playing for the dream. So like, I feel like Everything is moving together well when it comes to mixing basketball and culture. And Adidas, Adidas looks to get it. It looks like they get it. And I, I respect that and I appreciate that. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to the agents for working, making it happen. And shout out to their personalities because <laughs> since the season, Banaja has been on like it. Banaja been on everybody's red carpet at movie premieres, fashion week. She was, like I said, she was at the draft. I mentioned that earlier. Like she's been, what, at all NBA All-Star? Like, was, was Banaja at NBA All-Star? I'm pretty sure she was. Like, Banaja has been everywhere. Like, sis is booked and busy. She's, I think she's a great ambassador. Oh, we're not even going to talk about being an ambassador. But she, Banaja is a great ambassador for the WNBA. So, congrats again to her, uh, both her and and Sammy Whitcomb for that. So shouts out to the three stripe family. And um yeah, I think that's it. Um for this week. You know, it was a short episode, like I mentioned. It's just, just about the draft recap and we're gonna talk about training camp. So tune into the committee because the committee we've been holding it down for on the Twitter spaces piece of it. And yo, Twitter spaces, the Twitter spaces, the Twitter spaces is has been on and popping and and I think that we have some good things coming up especially um for the WNBA tip off week we have a we normally do our spaces shouts out to Shawnee shouts out to everybody a part of the committee we normally do the spaces only on Tuesday but we said for the WNBA tip off week we're going to do a full week of shows and you all are going to enjoy I feel like the the list of guests that we have um put together for you all so yeah make sure you follow us on on twitter follow me on twitter and ig on ig as well at it's b terrell i-t-s-b-t-e-r-r-e-l-l um follow that and also follow the show about that bw on both instagram and twitter if you have any questions anything you want me to talk about um email the show about that bw at gmail.com shouts out to all of you all have a happy Happy, happy weekend. And as always, I'll holla. Peace out. It's your girl Mel, and you've been kicking it with B Terrell on About That. And um, I'm going to need you to pull up every single week. But before you do that, make sure you subscribe, like, rate, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Because it's going down each and every week. See ya.